This is the Creative Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lopez. Hope you enjoy this podcast. It's set up and designed for coaches, leaders, and influencers to share their stories and inspire others to share their stories as well. That we can all learn together as a community and get better every day. So thank you for listening. You're season two. Today's guest is Lucas Ramirez. Coach Ramirez is the head coach at Saguaro High School in Scottsdale, Arizona. He also serves as the vice president of the Latinx Association of Basketball Coaches. We talked to him today about creating opportunities, about having more empathy, that everyone's different, and how we need to learn how to treat people. Hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Coach Ramirez, I do appreciate your time, man. Uh, uh, we've, we connected a while back, and I just really kind of kept up with you, see what's going on, see where you're at now uh, as a high school coach and, and where you're headed in your career. And I see only, you know, bright things because everybody speaks well of you that I know. And so it uh, just makes, makes it even more enjoyable to have you on. So thanks for being on, Coach. I appreciate that. Thank you again. And, yeah, you know, I've just been fortunate to uh, be around great people and learn from great people and, you know, hopefully trying to uh, do the same and help others. Yeah, fantastic. That's a great goal. Now, let's start it off like I do every podcast, Coach, in that. How were you introduced to the game of basketball? Oh, man, this is going back to uh, shoot when I was probably four or five years old, this nice. young kid, and, and – my parents, uh, you know, they, they've always liked sports and stuff and have always, you know, watched it. So I think it was just uh, me as a little kid. They'd, you know, turn on the TV and be watching Michael Jordan play. And, and uh, you know, for me, that was kind of my intro. And then, you know, as a, as a young kid, I was, you know, all Michael Jordan all the time. And <laughs> you know, the, then the, the passion for basketball followed after that. Yeah, that's good parenting, man. Be honest with you. <laughs> no, <it is> for sure. <laughs> That's real. Your parents did right. Like they they figured it out. My parents did the same thing. They were just like my parents didn't. My mom she played basketball in high school, got a scholarship, all that kind of stuff, but didn't really know how where to go or to take it. All that, uh, mm-hmm. and so she started her career early, anyways, as far as outside of basketball. And uh, my dad too was never really into sports, you know, beyond that. And so, man, when I fell in love with Michael Jordan, that was it. They went through, you know, they were like, okay, whatever. Whatever the kid likes, the kid likes, you know. (laughs) But that's good, man. That's a good way to start. It's a great way to start, man, with the GOAT, the only GOAT. I'm just going to put that on the record. There's only one GOAT. That's it. So, anyways, uh, Coach, I want to ask you, as far as your experience as a player, because a lot of us, we have different uh, lenses that we look through in life. And some of us were, were good players, were okay players, were, were mediocre. But, yeah, we had a great time, too. So what was your experience, Coach, as a player? Yeah, you know, for me, I had a pretty well-rounded experience growing up, like my elementary ages, um, even through middle school and in early parts of high school, playing really all sports. You know, play a little bit of soccer a couple times here and there. Yeah. Um, probably bummed my father I didn't stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, same with baseball. Um, and in basketball though, football, but, but mainly for me, you know, uh, I, I was always playing basketball from the age of probably five, right? Five, six years old. Yeah. 
Um, and then, you know, probably at the age of, you know, fifth, or not, not age, grade of fifth, sixth grade, started playing like youth AAU, I guess you would call it. Yeah. Um, basketball and, and, uh, you know, got really, really involved there. It was, you know, we were traveling all the time, you know, this, that, the other, they, as a kid, it felt like, uh, you know, we were playing every weekend. Um, you know, it probably wasn't the case, but at the time it felt that way. Like we were always traveling, we were always on the go, and it was just a fun time. And and then, um, you know, once I got to high school, um, you know, played there. Um, you know, my skills as a player, you know, I was the average, right? Uh, but had a great time doing it, and you know, made a lot of uh, great friendships that last to this day, and and you know, just kept fueling my, you know, passion for, for team sports and, and being together with, you know, a group of people for the same common interest, same goal. Um, and it's kind of led me into, you know, where we're at now and coaching and, and going about it that way. But, yeah, just had a great experience playing really all sports as I grew up. Yeah, no, fantastic, Coach. I mean, you talk about the, the love for team sports. Uh, that's kind of like in the, in the relationship building and all that. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of the point, right? Especially at the high school level where you're at, you know, at Saguaro High. It's like you 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 look at, uh, I don't know, like we all want to win a lot, right? Like who doesn't because we're competitors. Especially if you grew up watching mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, you really, you want to win six championships in a row. But it, you you also look at the, the human side of it, which is the most important side in the experience and what, you, what you're bringing to the table to – uh, enrich these kids' lives. So, yeah, mm-hmm. if you had that experience, I'm almost positive you're going to represent that uh, to the kids and, and they'll have the same experience or, or enriching experience. So, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear you say that. Uh, it's fantastic, Coach. Now, I want to ask you, who or what influenced you to go into coaching? Um, that's a really good question. Um, and I would say probably overall, it was just the positive experience that I had, you know, throughout my entire youth, you know, just being, you know, supported by, you know, both my parents and in such a great way. And, you know, they never were too involved. They never were like the overbearing parents in terms of pushing, pushing the kid too much. Uh, you know, never really was overbearing with coaches at all. Just kind of let them do their job and entrusted them. So I think, you know, it, it starts with their support, you know, yeah. that we have to this day, you know, uh, that I have to this day from both of them. And then I feel like I've always been really lucky. Like, I've always had really, really good coaches, no matter where I've been, you know, when I was playing. Um, and, you know, for me, again, just super fortunate to have super positive and supportive teachers, coaches, uh, you know, role models. Uh, I had a real positive high school experience. Um, you know, and I think that was like remove the athletics as a whole, yeah. but just having a great, you know, teenage experience and, and being part of a great community and, you know, from teachers to, you know, even friends and, you know, friends, families and, you know, combine all of that, yeah. um, I think has led me to wanting to be a teacher and be a coach and, you know, be involved in a community, you know, and, and, you know, really dive in. Yeah, no, you're, you're saying a lot of key words there. First of all, being a teacher, because it's not just the classroom that you're uh, presenting content. 
you're presenting content for life in on the court. You're uh, you're talking about community. Community means so much to myself in, in particular because coaching at the high school level and being involved in the community is is just so valuable. It's so valuable because when you have that support in good times and bad times, uh, that really is something that. I don't know. Your quality of life is much better. <laughs> it just really is. No question about it. You know, and that and that's worth any amount of money they're willing to pay you. <laughs> I remember one of my first jobs as an athletic director. Uh, I told the superintendent, I said, "Man, I'm so glad you gave me this job. I'd have done it for free." And he's like, "Well, we can yeah. go back. We can go back and restructure your contract." I said, "No, no, no I'm good." But you know, exactly. those are the kind of those are those moments where you really realize, like, man, I'm blessed to be where I'm at. Like. This is this isn't just a job. This is a lifestyle. This is a this is us, mm-hmm. and and it gets you fired up to show up every day. And it's not work. It's like you don't work a day in your life, man. Such a great yeah, feeling. no question. So no question. And and you know it, it it never feels like work. Um, and then on top of that too, you know, being a part of a community. I don't care if you're you know an assistant or you know especially now as a head coach, though leading you know your own program, like that's a privilege you know, yeah. that you have in your community, you know, and, and, and it's an important burden to take on. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you're at, you know, there's those moments where you're out in the community, you're out in the neighborhood and, you know, you're, uh, going for a walk. I go for walks a lot. I'll be out, you know, walking on a sidewalk and you'll see someone slow down and say, you know, Hey coach, how you doing? And, mm-hmm. you know, it's moments like that where it's, it's uh, you realize the, importance the position you have whether you're a teacher or head coach or an assistant coach you know if you're a prevalent person in the community then you know i mean there's there's a definitely definitely privilege to that and a responsibility that goes along with that no for sure the the one i like the most coach is going to the the grocery store and you see Mm -hmm. you see everybody there kind of the kids look at you like wait a minute what are you doing here like <laughs> I'm shopping just like you, man. Just I'm a regular person. Like, wow, he does regular. Why do you shopping? Yes. Why do you shopping? Either really, really early or really, really late. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I notice, like in my community, my wife will, will attest to this. That there's times where she's like, "Okay, you're gonna go to Walmart. You're gonna go to wherever to get groceries. Do not stop and talk to too many people." But that's a. Yeah. It's kind of a blessing because so many people do know you, but it's a curse at times because time, because, <laughs> uh, you know, oh, co- sure. coaches, we love to talk and we will, st- oh, we will stand there and just talk somebody's head off. If we had the time. Without a doubt. And I've had people, friends of mine who I've been out with, you know, very, you know, restaurant, whatever it is. And, you know, they aren't in the coaching world. They aren't in the teaching world, you know, you know, they're part of the community, but they really aren't entrenched in it. Yeah. And they'll get annoyed, like, man, like, can we just have a meal here and, and not be bothered by like, people saying hi? Or, yeah. You know, so it's funny, though, but again, you know, great, a great responsibility, um, you know, for all of us, doesn't matter where you're coaching, what you're coaching or teaching, and, and um, it's, it's something I take great pride in. Fantastic, Coach. That's, just, that's solid stuff. It's, it's as... Uh... I don't know, man. It's as pure as it gets. And then I love it. I love hearing about other people kind of experience the same thing. So thank you for sharing that. Now, I would ask you, because, man, as a high school coach and, and the experiences that we have with some of these kids, and, and some of them are just so memorable, do you recall a memorable moment of, like, your first experience as a coach? Well, you know, I was 
I was uh, very fortunate when I started. I was 18. Um, I'm I'm 27 now. Wow. Um, yeah. so when I started, though, you know, the first team I had, you know, I was a varsity assistant, but mainly just watching, really, and learning. But then yeah. on top of that, I was the head coach of the freshman team, this 18-year-old, you know, coaching 14, 15-year-olds. <laughs> and, um, you know, wow. probably – Probably what kept me going uh, and wanting to keep doing it was how successful we were. You know, the first team I ever had, and that had nothing to do with me. I probably messed it up and, and probably <laughs> caused more losses than I did wins. Wow. Um, but <laughs> but um, you know, we were super talented, and 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 uh, nothing really in particular stood out that I would say. But but I will say just us having such a great group of guys mm-hmm. that were fun to be around to show up every day. And then of course the results happened too. So yeah. combine all of that, you know, I think that definitely led me to, uh, you know, wanting to keep going with it and, you know, enjoying it. But I will say this though, um, if I'm being reflective and I was having this conversation uh, a couple weeks ago, it, if I could go back and do it again, mm-hmm. and, you know, my first group of guys did not invest in relationships like I do now. Wow. And, you know, that's part of the learning curve and you're learning different things, but it still eats at me that there's guys that I probably could have developed a better relationship with and, and, you know, go about it that way. Um, you know, I'm, I am lucky to still keep in touch with a couple of those guys. Um, but it's those other guys that I think about that I'm like, damn, I didn't do a good enough job. Yeah. Um, you know, so I would say that's a more reflective piece from my first group and my first team. Yeah. I completely sympathize with that because I, I, I look at different groups that I've been coaching because I started at 15, right? And then mm-hmm. I, I started coaching high school kids, probably around the same age, 18. You know, just had kind of uh, was in the mix, not necessarily like a head coach or anything. But, you know, I think about those early years back, like 20 years ago, and I'm looking at some of these high school kids like that I see now as grown men. And I'm like, I feel like I connected with them. But then I really think about them like I didn't invest like you're saying. I didn't, I didn't invest like I do now. Like, I think that's a great reflection. And I think everybody who's listening can learn from this because it really is it has to be intentional. It really mm-hmm. does. You can't uh, let relationships go, you know, buy on buy, you know, just like, okay, come and go. You serve a purpose. I use you. You use me. All right. Let's go. It's mutual. It's transactional. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think what you're saying is more of like, I, I should have been more transformational. I should have been more yeah. aware. And, and you no know, because you do feel like, oh, man, I love that kid. But does he feel the same way about you? I don't know. You know, and that's and that's the thing with especially with high school kids. You're, you're not going to get you know, everything out of them right away. It's the, for the long haul. It's when they come, mm-hmm. they come back years later as, as men. And they're like, yep. man, coach, you really, you really came through. You, you know, that one day you told me this and you're like, well, I don't even know I said that. I don't even, I don't remember that, but that, that's the beauty of being a high school <laughs> coach, man. It really is. Yep. It's, it's just a beautiful thing. So I hear you that same regret. I think every, high school coach that's been coaching for a while or any coach period that's been coaching for a while can look back and say, yeah, at the onset of my career, I didn't really value mm-hmm. the right things. Uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't give my all in, in one aspect or another, 
and that's part and of that's that. a part of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a part of that process of growing as a person or or coach or really any profession that you're in. You know, and and for me though, what really changed it was once I graduated college and I got in the classroom and I was teaching. Teaching transformed me as a coach oh, yeah. because in in the classroom, I started just for whatever reason, organically, whatever it might have been. There was more of that emphasis of that beginning of the year, get to really know your kids. And, yeah. And, you know, that definitely had an impact on, on uh, my outlook on coaching as well. You know, one of the biggest things I, I, I came to the conclusion of as far as being an, an in-class teacher, instructor, presenting content, and then being a coach is that I had to look at things from a perspective like, man, uh, how are these kids learning? How, not just what am I teaching, how I'm teaching, but... How, how are they learning? How does that kid learn? How does that kid learn? We do mm-hmm. we do it in sports or in basketball as coaches, and we think, okay, we all we know they're all different. But then in the classroom, are we taking that same approach? I just think that's that's that was something that opened up my mind as I went in, as I made that transition uh, from you know here again in the classroom and on the court. Uh, mm-hmm. really, really, really complex type of ideas <laughs> for me at first. I was <laughs> like, what? What do you mean? How they're learning, huh? Hmm. You know, I had to figure that out. So yeah, exactly. so much that goes into it, but it's great. Here again, I I never talk negatively about the process that you're talking about because for me it was just maturing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just had to mature and grow up basically because I was no question. I was starting. You know, you hang around young people long enough, you start to act like them if you're not careful. <laughs> <laughs> so. Especially when you when you start so young, you know what yeah, I mean. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they keep you young, but just don't act like them. You know, to that extent. To, to you know, I uh, I always believed that. You know, they keep you young until I started to see some grays in my hair, starting to lose some hair now. <laughs> so uh, I'm beginning to question that phrase now. But no. <laughs> yeah, just make sure you're you know with the gear, with your 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 drip, all that that it's on point because that's where you're going to get hammered. Because if you're wearing the wrong, <laughs> exactly. if you're wearing here again, I, I'm not to throw labels out there, but you're wearing the Nike shirt with the Adidas shorts and the, you know, K-Swiss shoes, you, you're going to get hammered, man. <laughs> These kids will, will knock you out of the park with that. So, <laughs> oh, no question. for any coaches, you listening, the game. yeah, coaches out there, you know, if you know, you know. So, uh, <laughs> coach, you know, your experiences with Scottsdale, you know, Community College, Arizona State, all that, you know, how did those coaching experiences prepare you for where you're at now? Um, well, yeah, so, so, uh, Scottsdale community college was where I, I did my JUCO, uh, undergraduate years as a student. I coached at Phoenix college, okay. um, okay. just down the road. Um, you know, and, and, you know, that was a phenomenal experience. I worked for a guy by the name of Matt Gordon, mm-hmm. you know, spent almost 15 years there and just did a heck of a job. I I'd argue him against, you know, any coach, any level, wow. uh, at any given point. He, he's just really mastered it. Um, and, you know, for him, the big thing that I, that, that using that opportunity um, was really learning the college game, you know, yeah. seeing what it was for the first time uh, in person, you know, Division II JUCO, um, very, very little resources. Yeah. The success that he had. And I was fortunate to have two years there with him. But the level of success that was had there um, was, I mean, 
you would think the school was fully funded, mm. the program was fully funded, you know, resources up the wazoo. But really, no, I mean, it was it was uh, a great example of just seeing someone every single day, put your head down, grind, not care about what outside people are saying or doing or posting about you or your program. Um, and, and he just did it the right way and, and built it up something special from fundraising to recruiting to getting the right guy, yeah. getting the right fit for the program. Um, I mean, I could go on and on and on talking about the job he did. And it was just yeah. great to witness and be a part of. And, you know, my responsibilities were pretty much whatever he thought I could handle at that time. And, and you know, especially like what I appreciated, what are you, what do you want to do? You know, what yeah. responsibilities do you want to take on? Yeah. And you know, so for me, it was just getting my feet wet, doing a little bit of recruiting, right? Doing a little bit of player development, doing a little bit of, of um, you know, doing the laundry, right? I mean, like whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for me, that was a great, great experience. Um, and then Arizona State, I, I finished my uh, undergrad degree there, my bachelor's degree there. Um, but I didn't do anything with the basketball program there. Just an alum there. Um, when I was finishing up there, I was in college, um, and then I got right back into the classroom. And then shortly after that, I uh, went back to the high school level as an assistant. Fantastic, Coach. I like what you said about about at the JUCO level. As far as the you man JUCO Division Two, that's tough. That's real tough because you've got any JUCO, you have to wear all kinds of hats, and and that's just the nature of the beast. Uh, and, the, and then if you want to be successful at that level, like you said, finding the right fit, you know, I, I, I it's rare that you hear a, a, a JUCO program saying, well, no, we need the right fit. We're just saying, most JUCOs are just saying, let's get, let's get bodies in here for the most part. It's so let's get who we can get. And so the, all those things, learning that, man, that's really a, uh, God, it was just such an, uh, the growth, the growth and the development mm-hmm. that you get out of that learning to be that uh, that type of coach that you're going to get your hands dirty. You're not just going to stand there on the sideline, hold a clipboard, make sure your tie's straight. Uh, you actually have to, like, get get in that griminess of coaching. you got to really get down and dirty. So, yeah, that's a great preparation, man. That's a great prepping ground, ground you know, experience. So now I would ask you, Coach, let's just say you weren't coaching, right? Like, heaven forbid – you were you didn't get into the to the profession. What would you be doing? Um, it, that's a really good question, and I would say this: it, it's kind of ironic. I, I would still be teaching. Oh. Um, you know, and I got I pursued my degree in education solely to coach. You know, nice. it was motivated by coaching. Yeah, but. That turned into once I was finishing up my student teaching in my college year and doing internships at schools, you know, the requirements that Arizona State had. And once I got in the classroom, you know, then it, my excitement and, and passion for teaching and being around young people um, grew even more, um, you know, during that process. Um, so without, you know, the, the passion of coaching, I wouldn't have gotten into teaching. Um, but then now that I've been in it now for a little while, um, I would say, yeah, I would I would uh, be teaching if for whatever reason I couldn't coach. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, that, that 
that's so seamless, coaching and teaching to me. It's always been seamless. Now, the different methods and, and uh, best practices may be different for each, but the, the one principle of just doing right by the kids, uh, making sure that your content is on point and how you're presenting it for both the, in class and on the court, uh, mm-hmm. just the similarities are, are unparalleled. I mean, it's just like, wow. Uh, and I think no every coach it has to see themselves, especially at that level as a teacher, so that you don't ever feel like I'm just, you know, people, because pe- sometimes people within each institution look at the coach, especially the head coach or the AD. Ah, oh, that's coach so-and-so. Ah, oh, that's, you know, you know, a- academia or academics, I should say. Uh, they, they sometimes look at coaches like, ah, oh, that's just the meathead or whatever, you know. <laughs> he, he, all, he, all he wants to make sure is that his kids are passing, you know. And, and I, oh, well, and, and you know, I I could go on and on about, and I'm sure all of us coaches can go on and on about experiences or interactions they've had with with teachers on their campuses who, yeah. who probably just stereotype them as coaches, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and quite frankly, and, and shoot, I might be out of bounds saying this, uh, but. I think more teachers need to approach education and teaching from the, the growth mindset that, that coaches really have yeah. just by nature. Yeah. You know, sure. and, and um, I think we need more of that. You know, one of the questions in my interview uh, most recently to coach here was uh, just the whole idea of their concept, really just like general philosophy. How does your teaching philosophy relate to your coaching philosophy? Mm. And I, a wonderful question yeah. that you know, it, luckily I felt decently prepared because I think us as coaches in general, you know, do, do feel that, I mean, again, it's all about the importance of relationships and, yeah. and knowing that you care about them and vice versa, you know, yeah. and then there's that willingness to learn and, and, and you know, uh, attain concepts, whether you're teaching the three branches of government or, you know, uh, five out offense, right? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. The kids want to know that you're invested in them. So that's great. Yeah, I mean, I think I think more teachers need to to you know shift their thinking a little bit more to a growth mindset for sure. That's that's my rant being done though. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and I'm sure you know. Here again, in every situation that we find ourselves in with our our contemporaries, our colleagues. Uh, we always want to make sure that we're always, a, like you said, a growth mindset, but also empathy. We need to have empathy mm-hmm. because some, some of those teachers out there, man, they have it rough because we're, connect- no we're connecting with kids on the court, on the field, and in the classroom, so we kind of have an advantage because when they yeah. show up to us after school, they want something from us, and then yep. when they're in the classroom with us, they're thinking, I can't act up here because then I'm going to pay for it out there. So there's kind of mm-hmm. there's kind of this advantage that we have, and we kind of got to look at it from that perspective. Like, yeah, some teachers don't. Some other teachers are here again. Our colleagues may not be so apt to be like, "Hey, there's happy-go-lucky coach, and he gets them to do whatever they need to do, but I can't get mm-hmm. this kid to do that." So, and because I've had that through the years, hey, coach, uh, this athlete, that athlete, blah blah blah, but they listen to you, and I'm like, well, it's easier for me. It's not as easy for you, and. Yeah. So, so, and it's coming, it comes down to just here again, working together and yeah, synergizing. And, and that's the thing, like you said, like if you're willing to, both parties involved, like just be willing to have a conversation, be willing to work together, yeah. you know, and, and just go about it that way. Yeah. And relationships first, you know, I guess mindset. Yeah. 
That's fantastic. Coach, I love talking about these things because uh, it really does uh, make a difference in, in your career and here again in your quality of life at work and, and in, in a way because some of us take it home, unfortunately. And, mm-hmm. But when it's good, you take it home and it's good. So, you know, <laughs> kind of have that mindset yep. of making sure it's good. Now, I want to ask you because uh, currently right now you're the vice president of outreach and communications with the Latinx Association of Basketball Coaches and, and, and the work you're doing with them, and they're doing a good work as well. And kind of want to give them a shout-out because of what the work you're doing with them. But I also want to ask you, Coach, how's, how important is it for other Latinx coaches to understand the opportunities that are out there? Or, you know, we can say that there's opportunities out there to go after, or is there a ceiling of sorts where we can't get what we think is uh, should be available to us? Yeah, no, for sure. And, and you know, it's a great opportunity to, to work with uh, that organization, and I take great pride in that. Um, you know, the, the, the organization was founded by Jason Ludwig, who's currently an assistant uh, for Santa Clara men's basketball. And, um, you know, just his vision to bring people together. And, and that's what it's about, is just that connectivity and, and being able to, you know, Kind of like what you and I were alluding to earlier, just talking about teachers and coaches, just bringing people together, having those conversations, networking, relationships, um, and, and just bringing a community together that, you know, at times maybe not feel like they have a place or yeah. it might be tough for them to navigate the business of coaching at any level. Um, so, you know, we take great pride in that. I personally take great pride in my heritage and, you know, for me, it has been an awesome opportunity. Um, you know, I think the big thing for any, you know, Latino, Latina, Hispanic, uh, coach, uh, is again, like, it's just good to have that, that connectivity or that, that network, you know, people who are similar to you or have a similar background to you. Um, we all face different roadblocks and such, but again, like if you have those people that you can lean on, um, then that makes a, a world of difference. And that's what we're trying to do with this organization. Yeah, fantastic, Coach, because you're, you're, you're talking about a lot of different things, you know, when we talk about relationships, uh, fostering relationships with people who can be of service to us and, and vice versa. And when you you are a part of a, a group, an association, a, a collective of people who, are, who have your best interest in mind and your success in mind, uh, mm-hmm. those are really important of keys to your success i mean like so i, w- I would challenge any you know, here again latinx uh hispanic coaches out there if you're interested you know look them up the uh, latinx association of basketball coaches and and i just think that's it's a it's a great opportunity you know like you said what coach ludwig's doing and yourself and, and the other gentlemen involved and people and ladies involved uh are, are, are doing because i here again myself uh, being of Mexican American descent, I, I look at things differently sometimes too, and and I don't put have a chip on my shoulder because of it, but I do definitely sometimes think a certain way, like okay, maybe this, maybe that, maybe I'm just seeing it wrong, but I just mm-hmm. know I just know my culture, my heritage is that we're just going to keep working hard. We're going to put our we're going to keep our hands on on the on the wheel. We're going to work. We're gonna we're going to get it done somehow, some way. So yeah, I appreciate you saying those things now. Coach, uh, you talked about your heritage. How important is that to you? And how does it, you know, sometimes, especially living there in Arizona, 
uh, how, how does it play a role in your life? Yeah, you know, it's always played a role, uh, you know, for me in my life. Uh, my father, he's from El Salvador. Oh. Um, and for me, uh, you know, my dad's always been, you know, my biggest role model, uh, hero, just what he's gone through in his life to, to get to, to really where we're at today. You know, my entire family, my brother and I, and, yeah. um, just creating those opportunities for us, you know, just everything that he's put into, uh, really every aspect of his life. I've always been very prideful of, and, and also too, um, just taking great pride of, of his culture and, you know, El Salvador and where he's from. And, uh, ever since I was a little kid, I was always just curious about the culture and different things. And, uh, you know, for me, that was just super important to get in touch with. And then also too, like my mom, like she's from the United States, um, you know, her, her heritage, I guess family's heritage going way, way, way back is, you know, European and such. But, uh, for me, like I'm just as prideful in both and, and important to recognize both. Uh, I, my mom always jokes, she's like, man, I feel like, uh, you kind of forget me on, <laughs> on my side. Um, and we always joke yeah. around about that. Um, yeah. but, uh, but I mean, all jokes aside though, I think coming from a blended family and has just really shaped me in so many ways yeah. because you have different perspectives and, and, um, so for me, I mean, yeah, heritage is important. I always try and dive deep into it and and just learn and be able to spread that. And again, just been really fortunate, I think, to be a part of a blended family and come from a multicultural family. And um, it's just awesome. Yeah, no, it, it, it's a microcosm of our country as a whole. For everything, mm-hmm. for everything that our country isn't, uh, how do you how do you put all these people from different backgrounds, races, creeds? Uh, religions, persuasions, or genders, all that. You put all that together and we still coexist. Not always the best. There's definitely some really ugly things that happen. But for the most part, generally speaking, this experiment has worked. And it's been great. I mean, you talk about opportunity, like the the opportunities your dad had, the opportunities my grandparents came over here with uh, for a better life, for opportunity. It's happened. You know, I I told another coach the other day, I said, I'm the manifestation of what my grandparents fought for and struggled for. And like, I'm that, like, I'm the living proof that this is why people want that dream, that American dream that people talk about, whether it's alive and well, where the people want to put it to rest, it worked for us. And so, you know, I just, I always want to say those things because I don't think that's said enough. I just don't, I don't think it is in, in our perspective coming from the Latin community. Uh, and then here again, like your mother said, Hey, what about us? Where's the European <laughs> heritage month, you know, or whatever. Like, yeah, like everybody came from somewhere and, yeah. and, and uh, we were, we were fortunate enough to have opportunities created and by others who, who were standing on the shoulder of giants, you know, no doubt. And definitely, no question about it. definitely have to move forward with that understanding. Now your, your parents, your brother, your support system coach, uh, how important is that for you, you know, being a head coach now, you know, stepping into this role and kind of the still, again, the unknown about, you know, what's to come. And, and looking back on what you experienced, how important was that uh, support system for you? Yeah, no, it's super important. I mean, whoever it is that you can lean on, you know, uh, you have your your coaching staff, 
you know, that, you know, you grind with, you're in the thick of it with, and, you know, there's those conversations that you have all the time, you know, seemingly 24 seven, you know, where you're talking about the program for kids or different things, different ideas. Um, you know, so hopefully your coaching staff's a good support system for you. Um, I mean, that's how it should be built. Um, but then on top of that too, I mean, speaking to me personally and, and, and I'm sure many coaches, right. You have your mentors, your prior bosses that you can lean on, talk to, um, you know, I know the, uh, couple guys that I've worked for, like we talk quite regularly, you know, and, and, um, whether it be about just our own programs, what we got going on, um, you know, so it's super important for me to reach out to them. Um, and, and fortunate to have those relationships still. Um, and then on top of that too, you know, it just so happens to be that a lot of my, some of my good friends, like they coach football. So like their yeah. seasons right now. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they're reaching out to me being that outside perspective, you know, they can vent mm-hmm. and, and, you know, talk about things and then kind of vice versa. It's like, I, I feel like during hoop season, sometimes I'm reaching out to them and, yeah. you know, we're just kind of a sounding board for each other, but no, it's great because, you know, the relationships you build in your school, you know, whether it's your athletic director or your administration, um, coaches of other sports, uh, you know, you, you kind of can lean on each other and, and support each other in many ways as well. Um, and then it's always really nice when I do have a little, 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 little bit of free time I ever do have, you know, you can hang out with people who are involved in, in coaching and athletics. And then you can pleasantly have a, an evening with uh, no conversation about any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a place for that. Yeah, I've experienced that because sometimes, you know, I have friends that are like, you know, in, in the business world or lawyers or whatever, right? And they're just, they know, they follow sports, but then I'm talking about, I'm talking about the intricacies, right? So I think of uh, sports and they're just like, wow, well, I thought you could just do this. And you're like, well, yeah, yeah, but you don't understand it's it's more it's more complex than that, and then and then when you stop and you think about it, and you deconstruct it, you're like, yeah, I probably could have just done that. I mean, if you're talking about perspective, man. Like other coaches, yeah, I, I love watching other sports uh, conduct practices. I love because I can learn from them too. But then, mm-hmm. but then then the person who has nothing to do with sports can sometimes lay on you a perspective that you're like, wow, well. I no question. You just simplified it for me. Thank you. Appreciate exactly. That. So yeah, I, I hear you completely, Coach. Now I would ask you, Coach, because uh, we're here again, being educators, uh, teachers, uh, mentors, uh, coaches, all of us. Uh, we 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 love to here again present content, present different ways of doing things. But I would ask you, what have you learned throughout your career as a teacher and a coach? Oh man. Um, just a lot of what we've kind of hit on earlier, just organically through our conversation. Um, the importance of relationships, the importance of understanding that everyone's different, whether they be your students, your, your, your athletes, heck even your colleagues. Um, the word you used earlier, having that empathy, we need more empathy in the world as a whole. Um, you know, and, and, you know, that's what I've learned over the years. I mean, I've learned, (laughs) we all learn, a lot of basketball and there's a heck lot more basketball for us to forget 
um, <laughs> we'll ever know. Yeah. And, and, or never be able to, to master maybe the ability to teach certain concepts or certain ways. Right. Yeah. There's so much of a basketball perspective, but I mean, just learning more about how to treat people. I mean, it's the reason yeah. people value so much athletics as well, rounding a human being, you know, is, yeah. is just those relationships being empathetic learning about other people. Um, to me, that's the, the greatest thing, thing that I've learned. Fantastic. I like that, how to treat people. You know, that that's something that's just not, everybody right now is so me-focused, so uh, self-absorbed at times, and, and sometimes rightfully so, you know, I'll be honest. Like, there's times where it's like, yeah, I, I, I'm going through something. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a certain kind of way. But then at the other, at the end of the day, it's like, I need to treat people the way I want to be treated. What, what, you know, what a novel concept. Uh, it's, it's just one of those things that, especially as coaches and teachers, uh, how we treat people will always come back to us. And we, and then, and then here again, you're building a reputation one way or the other, good or bad. Uh, nobody usually, especially coaches, your colleagues and, and, and all that. And even, even the maintenance people, everybody has an opinion about who you are after a while. Mm-hmm. And is and how did you treat them? Like I look at custodians, and and if I'm, hey, I need to, I need that clean now, or hey, you know, whenever you have time, do you think you could, you know, that makes a difference. This is a big difference between the two. It, no and, question. And and even if I have to, you know, just kind of be, I don't know, like you said, like we talk about empathy, understanding, like that individual's having to work just like I am. We're all here doing a job. And I have to treat them as if they're my colleague as well. And if I ever come across as like pompous, arrogant, or butt, I mean, like <laughs> at the end of the day, man, that's what I'm going to be known for. Because I, I, no, for sure. Yeah, because like even I, I tell college coaches because I've heard them say this is like, hey, you want to find out about a player? Go ask the custodian. He'll, he'll, yeah. he'll tell you how they act in the hallways. Like he'll, he'll, he'll tell you how they do all that. Or she'll tell you how at the lunch ladies, she'll tell you, you know, oh, yeah. that they act a fool or not. Like, so yeah, I think yeah, treating people the right way. is so simple, but yet sometimes we, we get so self-absorbed. We want to be treated right. And we don't consider sure. others. And, and, you know, going to your point about the, the janitor, um, you know, the last place I coached prior to Saguaro was actually my alma mater, uh, Horizon High School, mm-hmm. um, just down the road. Um, and to this day, they still have, have a, a head maintenance guy for groundskeeper, whatever term you want to give them. Um, and he, I mean, he was there as a student when I was a student. Um, and, you know, he's, he's still there, and I got to know him as a colleague. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'll tell you what. And this might offend uh, you know, other people who work on that campus, but I mean, I mean it when I say it. That campus does not function without him. Wow! And yeah. you know, just the importance of, of, of everybody in any role. Yeah. And and you know, he himself. I'll give him a shout out, Jimmy James Watson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll probably never listen to this, but he's a legend. Yeah. Um, wow. And uh, but with that being said, he showed me every day having an excitement for life, having an excitement for the work that you're doing, uh, serving others. And, and also too, just how to treat people as well, Yeah, you know? And, and, um, it was just spectacular to see. That's yeah. no question. 
Yeah, there's nothing better than showing up after a, a bad game, after a, you know a performance that showed that maybe you were the issue as a coach. You got out coached for the maintenance guy, or the, the lunch lady, or somebody to say, "Hey, coach, don't worry, keep your head up." It was. It's not. Yep. It's not. There's another day. The sun came up. You woke up. You're good. Mm-hmm. You know. And no just, doubt about it. There's nothing like that. I uh, just. You, you couldn't. I don't know. It's fantastic. So yeah, I hear what you're saying about Mr. Watson. That's awesome, man. Now my last question, coach, is about legacy. And I know you're you're a young gun. You're only 27. You got a long ways to go. But so I would kind of pose it this way or present it this way as a working legacy. Like when you look down the line and say, this is what I want people to say, and this is how I'm going to actually go about, you know, treating people like we talked about. So, Coach, what would you want people to say about you when your career is all said and done? Yeah, wow. Um, getting deep <laughs> with me. Uh, man, I'm just trying to make it tomorrow. Um, no, uh, uh, all jokes aside, um, you know, I would just say, like, someone who just genuinely cared about people gotcha. and, you know, did it the right way and and, and that's a, almost a cliche term nowadays is hey we're doing this the right way but <laughs> you know just honor just honoring the process of building relationships with people and, and teaching young people whether it be in the classroom uh you know around the court or wherever it is and and you know just leaving it better than you found it you know wow. and, and you know that's for me that's what it's all about and you know hey like i've always said and many people have said this before it's like if i can I can impact one life in a great way. It's like your your job's complete, right? Yeah, and and yeah. hopefully, it's, hopefully, it's more than one where you can leave an imprint or an impact. But um, you know, like you said, that's what it's all about. Uh, you know, earlier when you're referencing, you know, when the guys come back and say what's up and stay in touch. I mean, mm-hmm. I already see it now. You know, with some guys who who are, um, you know, they'll reach out. Hey, how you doing? Um, Heck, like the news broke when I got hired here at this new job, and some of the first calls and texts I got were from former players. Nice, um, you know, and and you know, like like those little things, like that. At the end of the day, you know, showing that they still care about you, and you know, you're still able to have that relationship. Like that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, I think that's what the legacy should be about. Is that you know that you're you're about people, people first. You know. Coach Ramirez, thank you so much. I really do appreciate your time, your journey, your story. I know you still got a long ways to go, like I said before, and so we'll, I'm going to keep up with you, man. Like I like catching some people early on in their career before they get too big to interview. Then I got to go through, oh, stop. I, I got to go through <laughs> compliance people and all kinds of hoops to jump through. So I'm glad I caught you early, man, because uh, yeah. like I said, I've heard, no. I've heard a lot of wonderful things about you. And, and, and I just want to make sure, you know, like I said, we've been in contact, we've communicated, you know, the last couple of months. And so I just really was, uh, you know, pleased to have this opportunity to, and talk with you. No, I appreciate it. I mean, it means a lot to me and, and I'm, I'm, I'm always willing to share and, and help and listen and learn and grow. And don't worry, I'll never, I'll never be too big time. I'm always going to be my own compliance, my own HR. <laughs> Uh, maybe I can become my own AD so I can hire and fire myself. But uh. <laughs> Put yourself on administrative leave, right? Something like that. With pay. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's going to be a hell of a payday. But, uh. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, hey, I, I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I look forward to uh, staying in touch and look forward to listening to other guests down the road. 
Like, thank you so much, Coach. I appreciate it.